Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. This is Ed Taylor, uh, your host today. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, the Calvary Church in Aurora. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And of course, you can text me if you're in a safe place to text. Do not text and drive. Please do not do that. But if you're in a safe place, 720-336-0897, that's a dedicated text line, and uh, you can text questions there or prayer requests. Um, if we uh, don't have callers, then we go to, then I'll go to that line, and lines are wide open no matter where you are. If you're here in the Colorado area, if you're listening online, if you're on the East Coast, if you're down south, welcome, 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 303-690-3000. While we're waiting for the calls to come in, I want to remind you that today uh, is our midweek Bible study, so we're back in 2 Kings uh, in our study, and uh, just um, grateful to be here. I was away last week. Uh, I was at actually two back-to-back conferences. Uh, one was a men's conference uh, with the men up at Calvary Chapel in Vineland, New Jersey. Uh, met for the first time a great man of God, Pastor Frank Ippolito. And I'd already met his son, Anthony, uh, but then being able to go out and meet so many of the great men up in, uh, in that area of New Jersey, uh, I want to say it was the east uh, part of New Jersey, but I don't recall uh, they said it what it was, um, but I don't recall. But we were in Vineland. Then I taught the Calvary Chapel Vineland uh, Sunday services, and then I, then we caught because uh, I had a couple of the guys with me. We caught a plane over to Boston and drew, drove into New England, uh, where I had the privilege of encouraging the New England uh, area that that northeast area Calvary Chapel pastors. You know, like uh, New England, uh, New Hampshire. Uh, that's where we the state it was in Rhode Island, uh, uh, Maine, Connecticut, Massachusetts, that area. Man, what a fascinating uh, area! It was so beautiful. We were at a conference center right there on Lake Winnipesaukee, I think is what it was called, and um, just a great uh, opportunity to encourage the saints and the leaders and the pastors and their wives up in New England and. And so I was away, and I'm sure the guys that filled in for me uh, were just great. So grateful to yoke together with um, many men um, that like-minded serving Jesus together. All right, well, let's go uh, back. Well, not back. Let's start on the phone lines. Jim is calling from Loveland. Jim, welcome to the program. How's it going? It's going great. Good. 
What's, go- what's uh, going on? So, yeah, I just uh, I had a question regarding the, like, Seventh Day Adventist. Um, so I have a five-year-old daughter, and my okay. ex-wife's parents are, seventh, you know, pretty um, steadfast Seventh Day Adventists. And um, I was just wondering, you know, I've read through the kind of the, I, I don't know if you want to call it the, their theology or their, you know, and it's kind of vague to me. It seems kind of a lot of, uh, I don't know, like uh, sticking to the law type of things, yes. maybe from the Old Testament. I'm just wondering if I should be con- if not maybe not concerned, if there's anything I should look out for if my daughter goes to church with them every once in a while. I think there are some... Con- I definitely have some personal con- biblical theological concerns with Seventh-day Adventism. Um, The good news is is that Seventh-day Adventism is not monolithic, and so there's a lot of variety among those that are leading Seventh-day Adventist churches. You know, a lot of wrestling, a lot of pastors wrestling with their doctrine to begin with. So on one hand, you know, there are very strict uh, adherence to Ellen G. White's false teachings, uh, and a church, a, a body of believers or a body of gatherers that are doing that would would be an error um you okay. know the, secondly you know sometimes adventism um shows up in very harsh legalistic rules and regulations like what you can eat uh how you can dress um mm-hmm. what holidays you should celebrate and on uh, and and so it really just depends on what kind of ch- local you, is it possible for you to attend the same church um that that she's going to without causing any problems with your ex-wife? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it might seem a little, a little weird, but I mean, I, you know, I, I could, um, I don't think it'd be a problem if I asked to come along sometime, if I wasn't working, that's generally is she'll go with them if I'm working and it's okay. just their church, you know, time to go to church on a Saturday if I have to be at work or something. But yes, you know, and that's so, you know, that's why I just, it's just kind of, I've been reading through it and it's just so, it just seems so vague, almost reminded me of reading through a watchtower where you can't really decipher exactly what they're talking about, like uh, I, on their I, website. I be- One or the other, yeah, I, I don't know which is which, if Seventh-day Adventism broke away from the watchtower or watchtower broke away from Seventh-day Adventism. That's why you see a lot of similarities. Um, okay. But they're, they're definitely not as far as their Jehovah Witnesses, um, but okay. but they're majorly challenging theological issues with Seventh Day Adventism. So, I would encourage you to go to a website of a friend of mine. It is called. Let's see here. It is called. I want to look it up first. So I don't say it wrong. Xadventist.org. Let's see if that's it. Okay. It's either plural. Or it is singular. So let's see. Because they bought some websites around it, too, to make sure that you couldn't find it. Uh, okay. Xadventist.com. Let's see. Let me just... Uh, my friend is a, now a, a Calvary Chapel pastor in Phoenix. Okay. So the website is xadventist.com. Okay. No, that'd be great. Um, very thorough... Uh, Gen, a very thorough uh, handling of Seventh-day Adventist doctrine, as well as controversies. Okay. 
Well, yeah, that'd be great. It's just something that recently I think God has brought to my mind um, when she goes over there. So I just want to, you know, make sure because we're pretty involved heavily in our church, and I don't want her to get mixed theology and, you know, feel the weight, I guess, as she grows up of legalism is kind of the first thing that I thought of. So You were accurate. You were very accurate okay. in, uh, in that discernment. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for the, the okay, resource. Jim. I'll definitely check that out. I appreciate it. Have a good, have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, bye. 303-690-3000. George from Evans, Colorado. George, welcome to the program. Hey, George. Oh, I think you... Um, we lost you. But you asked a good question, and before I answer it, why don't you call back, George? Call back. 303-690-3000. Timothy, calling from Alabama. Timothy, welcome to the program. Uh Uh-oh. Do we not have anyone? Well, Timothy's question is pretty easy to answer. He asks, is the earth round or flat? The earth is round. 303-690-3000 is the number. Give me a call. You can also text, uh, if you'd like, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. All lines are open. And taking your calls and your questions. Uh, Like I said, we have Bible study tonight as a church. We get together on a midweek Bible study. And, uh, you know, it's the closest thing uh, in a practical way as a body of believers that we are a part of in terms of looking like Acts 2.42. You know, there isn't really a first century model of church gatherings today. I mean, some people say that they are, but, you know, I, I really haven't seen... Uh, other than a few cults, uh, really adopt a give me all your money, uh, quit your job, and let's share everything together uh, and uh, come together and live on the same property kind of thing. Um, Or even don't live on the same property, but still uh, live in different homes or, and then, you know, contribute to one, um, one pool. Uh, So as we are, you know, thousands of years away from the first century, we're looking how to live out the book of Acts in a present-day context. And in a larger gathering, you know, the opportunity to <clears throat> live like Acts 2.42 as they continued steadfastly in the Apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, <clears throat> in the breaking of bread, and in prayer. Wednesday night is one of those corporate times where we really do that. Where we have communion together, where we where we pray together, where we study the Bible together, and where we fellowship together. Um, We do that all in our Wednesday night service. It's glorious. Hundreds and hundreds of people come out, and we break off into small groups. And if you have time afterwards, you can hang out, go get your kids, and, you know, connect, pray for one another. It's really cool. Uh, And so tonight at 7 o'clock is our Bible study. We're We're studying through, verse by verse, the book of 2 Kings, and uh, prayerfully, the Lord is using me to make it relevant. I think it's on our first King studies on the radio right now. 
through abounding grace. And so the Lord is, uh, is you know, is just really, it's so cool. You know, the Lord is using uh, his teachings to minister to our hearts. So come on out. You're welcome to join us. 7 p.m. CalvaryAurora.org. If you want to grab a map and more information on our church, CalvaryAurora, A-U-R-O-R-A.org. Uh, and we're basically, for you guys in town, we're basically on Hampton, one block east of Tower Road in southeast Aurora. All right, let's move on to line number one. Tanya is calling from Aurora. Uh, Tanya, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Um, I just wanted to say, like, over the last few weeks, I had um, re- asked for prayer requests um, in regards to a friend that had passed, and my heart was just so heavy, and mm. I was just so overwhelmed. Um but I was up at the Calvary Women's Retreat um, this past weekend, and the Lord just put me in so many spaces of, you know, increasing my prayer, increasing fellowship, and my friend did pass away yesterday. I was actually more at peace with, with it more than I thought I would be. The Lord just did so much work on my heart um, while I was at the retreat. I mean, it was just magnificent. So I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that I, you know, got to go to the retreat and that I was able to fellowship with all of the ladies there. Oh, that's very encouraging. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thank you so much. Sorry for your loss. I know that's a hard one. Yeah, but the Lord, the Lord has her and, um, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better for her. Yeah, I mean, it's, we, we are, there is an, it's always, you know, I think, um, I would say always, but generally, uh, losing a loved one is bittersweet. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, um, well, thanks but, for calling. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. The wonderful ladies that uh, organized the retreat. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Got a text here. It says, hey, Pastor Ed, just want to say thank you. Grace FM, uh, we attend Rocky Mountain Calvary, but we drove up to Mile High Calvary on Sunday. Pastor Fernando Ortiz was outstanding. And what a warm and inviting church he has there in Highlands Ranch. Can you lift him up and his church in prayer, please? God bless BB from Colorado Springs. You bet. Uh, I know uh, Fernando and Carol personally. Uh, they're very, very special people, um, very um, authentic and real. Uh, what you experience at their church is real. Uh, God is doing a great work through Mile High, uh, and a great time of testimony for them as God has uh, enabled them to purchase that building, and just a great f- uh, family of believers there. We love them very much, and go back many, many, many years with them. So Father, we do pray for Mile High Calvary, and all the work that you're doing through Pastor Fernando and Carol and and their ministry team and just so many wonderful men and women that love you, Jesus, and are serving our community. Uh, and I'm grateful that they're in our community, grateful for the open doors you've given to them, for the victories that they've experienced, uh, even for the spiritual warfare, God, that, that causes us to cry out to you and trust you. And we're grateful to be a part of a fellowship family of believers that... Um, just filled with wonderful men and women. Not not perfect men and women, but 
wonderful men and women. And so bless Mile High Calvary. May you continue to multiply their effectiveness in the community. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Which reminds me, guys, uh, if you're looking for a local church here in the metro area, really uh, throughout Colorado, we have a list of churches on our website uh, by which we're in fellowship with, uh, where you could go and we recommend them. Uh, and it's not all Calvaries, but they're primarily Calvaries. Uh, and and so you can go to calvaryaurora.org, and under the resource section, I think it says recommended churches or something like that. And uh, you can look up a church here in, and then there's some links there to two different websites, Calvary Chapel Association and Calvary Global Network, um, which are basically the, almost the same lists of churches. Uh, and if you don't live in Colorado, um, that's another place that you could look uh, to find a home church. And very grateful to be in fellowship with Fernando and Carol for many, many, many years. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Um, completely open lines. And we've got plenty of time for you to call in. So give us a call. 303-690-3000 is the number. And uh, this is the show where we um, take your calls and questions. And it's really not much of a show without you. So uh, give me a call. The direction of the show will be where you are and what's going on in your life. Um, you know, I've been, this year, uh, I've been privileged to teach literally both coasts of the United States and even down the Midwest. So I've, I've taught on the West Coast. Um both in California and up in Oregon. I've taught on the East Coast, um, primarily up in the Northeast, you know, New Jersey, New Hampshire area. I taught in the Midwest and Missouri, and, and I was in Kansas City. I've taught in different places in between, and of course here in Colorado. And, and maybe you're listening in and you serve in a local church and you're tired. Uh, and not, I'm not not necessarily talking about being burned out, um, although you might be feeling that. But I just mean tired. Like it, maybe you uh, are starting to think that serving Jesus is harder than it's ever been, um, diff, more difficult than it's ever been, and you're wondering if it's just you. Uh, and I I want you to know it's not just you. Um, I was sharing with our team today in our staff meeting, thou, how uh, I, I'm finding that uh, everywhere I have gone, it's hard. Um, many, many, many people are battling many different things as they answer the call of God in their lives. And as they answer that, and, and literally we miss that, we, we miss the significance of what it means to be called of God. It is a call. It's the same as if you call the show. You are calling and personally communicating what's on your mind. And when, when we think of the call of God for a person to ministry, it's God personally communicating his command for you to serve him in that way. And it doesn't really matter where you are in the church. You could be working in a kitchen. You could be cleaning. You could be teaching a Bible study. You could be hospital visits. Uh, you could be organizing mission trips. Whatever it is, it is becoming harder and harder. Uh, and you're so you're not alone. And 
you know, not only is it becoming harder and harder within the church, but it's becoming harder and harder in the world. Uh, and the, the things that kids are into today, the <clears throat> the things that people are doing, you know, and I'm, I noticed this, I shared it with our church, I don't know, a year or two ago, but the, the um, harshness in marriages is at an all-time high. Uh, it's just flagrant adultery and flagrant deception. Uh, and, and then you'll be in my office to try to work it out, and the things that someone will say about what they're into and what they've been doing, I say, stop, please don't share anymore. I, would, I don't want to know, and neither does your spouse, and and just this harshness. And I've I've witnessed more people just walking out on their wives, uh, more wives walking out on their husbands in the last few years than I've ever seen before. And you know, sometimes I wonder, was I paying attention before? But yes, yes, I was. Um, I I was paying attention before, and it's just, um, it's just different. It's increasing. Um, and I was thinking of, uh, you know, Jesus saying in Matthew 24, verse 12, he says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And we're definitely seeing that, the love of many growing cold. Uh, we're, we're seeing what, what Paul warned young Timothy about in the last days. He said, but know this, 2 Timothy 3, that in the last times, or the last days, perilous times will come. And the very first thing he says is that men will be lovers of themselves. And I'm telling you, we're seeing it more and more. May the Lord protect us from such things. Uh, we don't stand in judgment on anyone. We just simply observe. And um, and so, um, amazing what God is doing and what he wants to do. Uh, and so let's go to line one. John is calling from Denver, Colorado. John, welcome to the program. Thanks for thanks for uh, listening listening to me. I just I love I, I really like listening to you guys. You know, um, it really helps me. I've been to First Press, Second Press, First Calvary churches are, are the best. I've been to Southern Baptist. Uh, I've been saved about uh, fifteen years, and since then I've been working in prisons i'm pastor for jesus for christ we're gang members in denver but yeah. what i what i need is, is prayer about is okay. my life 30, 30 years ago in las vegas my life 30 years ago in las vegas my people the church would know me then i was a cross-dresser i was involved in homosexuality okay. i'm not one of, i'm not one of them pastors i could say that well my father was a pastor my grandpa was a pastor the lord sure. took me and pulled me out of the mud Praise and the now Lord for I've that. been. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. It's good hearing that from you, sir. But and now I've been serving the Lord the last fifteen years. I worked in the Denver jail and worked in the Boulder, and and uh, uh, they think we just religion just makes you calm, but it's not as Jesus. And, and I just need special prayer so I can let this out, let this out of my right, congregation, well. let this out to other people, let them know that they, the Lord can change them too. Well, let's pray. Yes, please. Father, I pray for my new friend John, and we rejoice in the testimony of his life, that you pulled him out of the pit and out of the miry clay, and you set his feet on a rock and put a new song in his heart. And I pray for open doors for my brother to share the victory that he's experienced in you, Jesus. 
that you would continue to establish him in the work that you've called him to. God, that you would encourage him when he's discouraged, that you would undergird him when he's judged or prejudged, and even condemned, Lord. You know, your word says that there's therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ, but anytime we look backwards, you know, it's easy to be condemned uh, for our mistakes and our sinful mistakes. But God, your word tells us that we're new creations in you. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so I pray for my brother John, establish him, use him, multiply his ministry until you return in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your time, sir. Okay, bro. God bless you, man. Stay in touch. Thank you. All righty. All right, let's move to line number two is Carmen in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Carmen, welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. You're on the air. Okay. I was calling um, for prayer um, uh, four weeks ago. Uh, my husband's hip broke. He's been going through a lot of pain. We took him to the emergency room, and it was a tumor eating up his hip, and the hip broke. Um, they oh, no. they did an ultrasound in the scan and said he had cancer. Oh, no. uh, Come to find out, the next day he had stage, stage 4 cancer. So they had, he had a tumor in his back. They had to remove the tumor. So in a week, he had two major surgeries to remove tumors. Um, they said to us, well, you know, this is terminal cancer, and, you know, we're just going to make him comfortable. And I said to the doctor, well, you know, we have hope. That's we right. have hope that God can heal him. Yes, we do. <laughs> and um, you know what? The, the hardest part about all this and that we see so many things coming, and we don't appreciate things the way we have them. We complain about things all the time, and we don't appreciate the life that we have. And when moments like this come, it's that when you look at it, you look at your life, and you, and you realize how thankful you are to have the things that you have, and for the time that you've had them. Yes. And I'm just calling for prayer, because I believe in prayer. I believe in healing. And like I tell the doctors, it's not his time. God is going to do something big with him. Yes. He was What's a his Christian name? Man. His name is Elliot Diaz. He was a Christian okay. man for many years, and, and he stopped, and he just separated himself from the church. And I think before God takes him, he's going to go back, and he's going to, you know, he's going to go through ministry, and he's going to speak about the healing that God gave him and the time mm. that he gave him to change lives. Well, let's pray mind. because we're. Let's pray, okay? Father, I pray for my my, uh, sister and her husband. God, we pray for and ask for your supernatural healing to touch his body so that his testimony might go uh, throughout the community, God, of your faithfulness. And I pray for his precious wife, uh, Carmen, as, Lord, she is a woman of faith and a woman of hope, and we cling to faith and hope in times of desperation. And I pray, God, that one day, very soon, Carmen will be calling back to share with me the miraculous work that you've done in her husband, and that even through this crisis, Lord, you would bring him back to yourself. You would bring him back to a deep abiding faith in you that he might live um, with every breath that he has to glorify your name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Stay in touch Thank with you. us, please, okay? Yes, Bye-bye. I will. I will. Thank you. All right. Well, we're coming up on a break. It reminded me also to pray for Bill Mares, 
a good friend of mine in New Mexico. We want to be praying for him uh, and the cancer that he's facing. Uh, we're coming up on a break, so I'm going to pray for him uh, at the top of the hour. And I'm sure you guys have people you're praying for. And so what you can do when, when we're doing this is that you can join us in prayer for the person that we're praying for, and you can add the people in your life. Um, just right there in your car. You don't have to be on the air with us. You can just pray with us and pray for the people that are calling in and pray for your loved ones. Uh, together we'll be an army of prayer warriors. So we'll be right back. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Ed Taylor. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. I noticed that uh, we have started to air here locally in Colorado, my friend Sammy Tanago and his One Minute Shorts. He is a, a fine man of God and passionate about sharing the gospel with Muslims, and very successful. Uh, not only is he passionate about sharing the gospel with Muslims, but also with equipping the church. And you could hear in that spot, if you were listening today, uh, you could hear in that spot, man, the brother's passionate, and I'm grateful for men like Sammy Tanago. They always stir me up into love and good works. It's great. 303 uh, 303-690-3000. Uh, 3,000. I want to pray for my buddy Bill. Maybe you have someone that's very sick around you. Uh, also, um, I mean, I, I I can't remember everyone, but also what came to mind is my friend Steve Martin, uh, part of our fellowship family here, uh, that is also battling um, a serious illness. Uh, it's not cancer, but it's it's still serious, and I'm going to pray for him and uh, Chisa and, and the family. And, and so, God, we just pray today. Uh, we can think of people around us that are ill. I pray for my brother Bill as he starts chemotherapy again. You've already used it once, so I pray that you continue to use whatever means necessary to bring full healing to my brother Bill. Um, and you know that I love him, and I love his family, and I pray that you would strengthen him. And I also pray for my brother Steve as he faces all of the changes in his body, that you'd establish him and <clears throat> heal him, God. We pray for healing. We pray for strength. We pray for help. Um, and I know that Stevens has just been an encouragement to me. I'm grateful for him. And I pray for Chiza and the kids. And, and you just, you know what's happening in their life. And you know uh, what you want to accomplish. Uh, just meditating on that truth of you already know what you're going to do. And uh, yes, you do. And so we trust you with our lives. So I pray for them and, and many other prayer requests going up for the sick. Um, for the dying uh, in some cases, and for the healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to the phone lines. Connie's waiting in Baltimore, Maryland. Connie, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. I would, like to, I would like to have prayer for my sister. She's on kidney dialysis, and I was talking to her today. And she's been on dialysis now for like four years, and she feels so sad because 
right now, it just seems like she won't get a kidney soon as she needs one. She, she needs one like yesterday. That's how urgent it needs a kidney. So I just pray that she's on the waiting list for a kidney, but I just pray that her name will be on the top ten five one and um, that she will get that call quickly. Okay. So right, um, let's just do that. Don't say it. Father, we do. We pray for this very difficult situation. I know many people waiting on the list, and and it can be very, very discouraging at times. But I pray for this precious woman, God, that you'll use this time of waiting and dependence, especially as she's going through the dialysis process, that you would bring a kidney fast. Um, we know that her sister loves her. Um, we know that Connie is standing in the gap for her. And so we just pray that you would bring about a fast, uh, even if you could heal her, Lord. Um, that would be amazing. Um, we would receive that from you. Um, it would be miraculous. And so, God, would you just strengthen this sister? And and you know what you're doing. Um, and we know what we desire. You know, we, we know um, what we desire. And so we're just praying that you would come through. Uh, in a way that would glorify you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Thank you. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Uh, let's go to Milo at line one, Inglewood, Colorado. Is it Milo? It's Milo. Hey, Milo. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I had a, I had a question about... Um, I had a several questions actually i want okay. to find out what exactly is the uh apostolic reformation and whether or not their teachings are biblical okay and um the, the other question i had is um if soaking prayer or contemplative prayer if that's uh something that's biblical also well, the, the New Apostolic Reformation uh, is, is a collection of churches that they're not, really a, um, they're not really a denomination, but they're a group of churches that come from the, a Pentecostal background um, that have reinstituted uh, apostolic leadership. Um, and unfortunately, um, there really is no such thing as the apostolic leadership like we have in the New Testament. Uh, so on that case, right there, I would say um, I wouldn't support them. I wouldn't support the, their theology. Um, they also they also believe that they also believe and teach that they're that God has put them on the on the planet to bring back uh, to hasten in the coming of the Lord um, to take back dominion of the world. Um, and they actually see seven, as I see in an article here. They see seven areas where they expect it to empower and dominate the world. Government, arts, finances, education, religion, family, and media. And they see uh, the government is the most important because it, they, they say it influences every area of life. But um, I don't subscribe to that theology. I don't believe that everything they teach is wrong because they believe in the uh, crucified Christ and the resurrected Christ. But, but there are many parts of their theology I would absolutely dismiss. Um, the idea of contemplative prayer, this whole idea of prayer soaking, um, it's an interesting phenomena. 
Uh, I don't know how far you would go. I don't subscribe to either one of them uh, as they exist today because they become theologies. But the idea of praying, the idea of soaking something in prayer, you know, using that terminology, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with. But the idea of soaking prayer, let me just see. I'm not familiar with the actual practice, um, but it, it, I, I'm, I'm not. Let me see before I pray. Let me before uh, mysticism, segments of Christianity, uh, felt faith. Who wrote this? Let's see. Albert Moeller. So Albert Moeller, I'm reading an article from him. Um, you know, soaking prayer where you start to sense God's presence through some manifestation like tingling skin or heat or cold or even a gentle wind blowing through your body and that you're to soak in that presence. That's kind of weird. Um, so I wouldn't subscribe to that, but I also wouldn't go so far to dismiss a personal relationship that involves emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, sense. this is kind of weird. Like, I'm not going to tell you to, if you feel your your skin tingling, that just soak that in. I think, I don't, I don't think that's biblical. Um, right. But it, 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 I do believe that God can manifest himself in a wonderful way where you actually feel the presence of God. I do believe that. Um, and I'll give yeah, you a biblical example of that. Um, a biblical example is, is, is that the, if God is the God of all comfort, then how would right. you know you've experienced God's comfort? What are some ways you would know? Right, right. Just you would feel it. Of, yeah, it would be the emotional. Of, so I'm right. So I'm not opposed to emotion at all within the relation our relationship with God. But but I do think I do think people go to great extremes, and I would not subscribe the way it's described here. There's no way I would be doing this. But I would want to encourage people to pray. And not depend upon emotion. Emotion is not primary, right? Because the Bible says that we're to walk by faith and not by sight. Um, right. And so prayer is important uh, for sure. Um, you know, the experience, and so he goes on to say there's no denying that the experiencing the presence of God can be powerful and life changing. Um, and it is not the goal of soaking prayer that it's biblically errant, it, it's, it's methodology. It focuses on obtaining a spiritual experience by seeking out the presence of God through mystical exercises, which include contemplative prayer or contemplative spirituality, which I wouldn't subscribe to either. Yeah, it seems like it's it's borderlines on the uh, meditation, mystical era of you know, emptying your mind and things like that. So I, I wasn't quite sure about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it it's something that it's there's there there is a fine line there is a fine line between going deeper in the things of god and allowing someone to teach you something weird yeah <laughs> and so god would never use hinduism or mysticism to dr eastern religions to draw us into a deeper relationship with him he wouldn't use the Eastern uh, mysticism of meditation, right? Because biblical meditation is different than Eastern mysticism meditation. It's actually the exact opposite. And in a very simple way, uh, we say um, Eastern mysticism meditation is an emptying of your mind to be one with the world and one with the earth. Biblical medica meditation is not an emptying of ourselves to try to connect with the earth, 
but rather a filling of ourselves to be connected to the creator of the earth. They couldn't be more different. Right. And and same with some of these practices. Even though it's called prayer, if they invoke any kind of Eastern mysticism, you reject that. Right. Okay, thank you. That's... uh... You clarified a lot of things for me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's a great question. It's, um, um, it is um, something that really is popular today. And, and a simple understanding of the scriptures will help us veer away from that and allow the Holy Spirit to, to really lead us and guide us into those practices that will draw us closer to him. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, brother. All right, God bless you. Thank you very much. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Good question. Very, very good question. Let's go on to George. George in Evans, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I had a question about... uh, God letting Satan back into heaven after he was fallen because yes. he says he can't look upon evil or be in the presence of evil. So why did he do that? Well, that's a that's a good question in terms of why, because the Bible doesn't tell us why he did it. Like, there's no right. motive behind it. But the Bible does say that it happens and that it did happen. So in Job, Job in Job, <laughs> that's funny, in Job <laughs> chapter 1, verse 6, uh, we see that example, right? Because Satan, he's been officially expelled from heaven, but he yeah. still has access. And one of the ways of access that we know he has is that he accuses us day and night before God. Right. Uh, and as the prince of the power of the air, uh, Satan has the opportunity to appear before God for those purposeful accusations uh, against you and me. Why he allowed that, I'm not quite sure, um, because the Bible doesn't really say why, um, but but we do know how Satan takes advantage of it. Um, and, you know, it's a good question because you're like, man, God, if you've banished him, why don't you just banish him? Right, um, right. But Probably again... Test our faith, don't you think? Yeah, he definitely uses it that way. I mean, it's not fun being accused. Do you like being accused? I don't like no, being I accused. Uh-uh, for sure. Uh, and the idea of God not being... Uh, not being able, not not looking at evil, or it's really the idea is not participating in evil. So oh, okay. you know, it's it's kind of like um, remember it was against Judea the the law of Judaism for Jesus to touch a leper. Oh yeah, and yet mm-hmm. and yet the Bible has it recorded that he healed a leper. So how did right. that work? Well, right. I believe that the healing came before he even touched. That when he touched him, he wasn't a leper anymore. Oh yeah, for sure. Because God is able to change the environment where the devil isn't. And so he's not participating with the devil. He's only giving the devil access. You know, and same thing with you and me. If we do something evil, God sees it. Right. It's not like it's hidden from him. So I think the essence of that, 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 the character of God is that he doesn't participate in evil. He's not the author of evil, but he's also not ignorant of it. Okay, good. Thanks for clearing that up for me. Great question. Thanks for calling back. Uh-huh. See you later. Bye. God right. bless Bye-bye. you. 303-690-3000. Here's a follow-up question. Why does God allow Satan to do anything at all? He's sovereign. 
and can do what he wants, even overcoming the evil things still allowed to occur. So here's the brother. He texts me the question and the answer. (laughs) But I do think that evil exists, and I do believe the Bible teaches this, that evil exists because love exists. And if God wanted to create robots with a predetermined life where we had no free will, then where would love really be? But because of, because of the necessity of love, that real love is a choice. Not, forced love is not a choice. Real love is a choice. And there has to be something to choose. And good and evil are the two choices, which is really the essence of love. That's why, and I just feel a burden right now, someone's listening that is really hurting because someone they loved hurt them. And just popped into my mind right now, I want to speak to you for a moment. First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm very sad and sorry uh, that you're hurting because of someone that you loved uh, hurt you. Um, I would even say that to the degree that you love them is probably the degree of the pain that you're feeling. You know, being lied about, being betrayed. Uh, We were just talking about a a couple in our pastor's meeting today that the husband just flat out filed for divorce. Just boom. And, And then all the pain to justify that and all the bad things are being said. It's just sad. And I'm sorry that you're experiencing the weight of pain. You know, I don't know that we could ever experience true love if we didn't experience the pain. And I I don't understand fully what you're going through, but if you would trust me on this, I uh, have experienced deep, deep pain uh, from someone that we greatly loved, uh, deeply loved, like our own child. And that's a part of life. And I would never trade the experience of love that I have have had, love of my wife, love of my parents, uh, love of my children, love of my grandson, of, man, you could go on, the people I work with, uh, the people I've worked with in the past, served with in the ministry. I'd never exchanged, never in a million gajillion years would I give up the experience of that love to avoid pain. Now, I'm not asking for it, (laughs) but I'd never trade it in a million years. And I pray that the Lord would comfort you. The Bible says that he's the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would encourage those listening in right now, whether they're listening live or they're hearing it delayed or on a podcast somewhere, that you would comfort the downcast that you would bring encouragement to their hearts, that you would heal the wounds that have come through pain and betrayal and lies. And, you know, some aren't able to see their kids. Some aren't able to see their parents. Some aren't able to, to, they're not married because of divorce. Some are being lied about. Some are struggling at work. Some are on and on. The list might go, Lord, we don't need to create a list of, of what people are experiencing except to know that you, you um, are the God who heals. And so we pray for healing to take place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
303-690-3000 is the number. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, somebody sent me a text here. Let me look it up. Isaiah 45, verse 7 says, I form the light and create the darkness. I make peace and I create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Okay, good verse. God is sovereign. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, let's go to Kenneth in Longmont, Colorado. Kenneth, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. How are you, sir? Good, bro. What's up? Well, I just wanted to call in, and um, I, I, I'm a formerly at your church there in uh, Calvary Aurora, and um, I'm up in Longmont now, and uh, I attend uh, Broomfield, uh, Calvary. Great. And, um, okay. I, I have uh, just I'm trying to be brief. Um, I mean, I have been engaged and in a relationship um, with uh, a young lady there um, for the last three and a half years, and um, okay, we started out in uh, all kinds of sin and not following God at all, really. Um, both of us Christians and Christian background, and the longer we went on our journey here, uh, we uh, felt God calling us back to Him, and. We uh, stopped, you know, smoking pot and wrestled with that a couple of times, and have you know really done some things to try to get closer to God and and um, to come back to the church and get back in fellowship and do all of the things that we know we're supposed to be doing as um, believers of the Word and doers of the Word. And and um, through the course of these last three and a half years, we've broken up um, majorly at least three times. Um, we started okay. out uh, after a month or so living together and uh, having sexual relations for quite some time. And then we uh, felt the conviction of God and, and knew that after we'd broken up a couple of times and started seeking the Lord, we knew that we had been in sin, and we figured out uh, through some godly counsel and uh, mostly through Grace FM that and Raul Reese. Uh, Raul Reese has been a, a particularly heavy player in, in our spiritual lives lately. Um, Good. Just because of the directness, and it's been awesome to hear him on the radio. Thank you for that. And... Um, we uh we stopped having sex and um good. Um, bottom line is is that we continued to live together and sleep in the same bed together for a long time. I had moved out a couple different times. I told you we've split up a couple times and it's been weird situations. And I moved away and moved back and moved away and moved back and it seems like God always draws us back together and um, has been bringing us back together, but we somehow screw it up every time. And sure, you know, well, I guess where we're at is this: we're not legally married. We, we have been engaged. She's broken off the engagement here recently because uh, I fell off and um, went back to some pot in a moment of desperation and um, kind of threw things to the wind. I had um, I really just backslid and fell away, and I ended up getting thrown out of the house and uh, moved out, and um, against my will, by the way. But, yeah, it, it um, it's been the way that God has brought me back to him. So... I, I don't really know how to pursue biblically my relationship with my fiance. She, I mean, we're not engaged, I guess, right now. She says we're not. We're kind of arguing and going back and forth. And she wants me to, you know, be a godly man. And basically, what it is is it seems that all of the requirements and all of the things that that God says in the Word about uh, godly husbands and godly relationships and godly wives and the way that we are to treat each other and and be together as one in marriage, we had applied to our engagement. 
as if we were married. And that was the word that we gave to each other. At least that's the that's the word that I gave to her. Okay. She did not she denied that. Let me but, jump in here. Let me jump in here because we're running out of time. So let me get to the let me if if you allow me, let me get to the root, okay? It's time it's time to wipe the slate clean and start over. And that is possible. And it's going to take some help because you guys are going to need to learn how to forgive, how to release each other from past. You're going to have to learn how to respond when you have a weak moment so you don't go back to pod and you don't you see now that uh that sin that you went back to not only harmed you but it harmed your relationship and you know it has. So there's a lot to work in, but you're in a good church. And you have a great pastor and a pastor's wife. And so if you can reboot this relationship as friends, God would bless that. That's and to learn how to treat her like a sister. And okay. learn how to how she can treat you like a brother. And okay, so. don't, don't move in together. Don't sleep in the same bed together. That's okay. just crazy, man. Don't do it again. Because you know what's going to happen. Um, that's why living together is just unwise and even sinful. It can even be sinful uh, because the idea that you're going to be able to abstain, that's why here at our church, we don't marry anyone that's living together. Um, we know, just don't I do know. it and okay. because well, it's it's not honoring message. to God. That is exactly where I got that message from. If I hadn't heard it from you uh, in, in the scripture and in the sermon and the way it was backed up, and I thought, well, that's crazy before I heard it. And then I listened, and I knew that the Spirit was speaking to me inside my heart, and I know that we can't do that anymore. That's exactly the things that she's brought to me in this time of separation. We've been separated about six weeks now, and um, since the first week of September. Um, And um, I have um, come back to the Lord and stopped with the backsliding, and and she has too, and and we're, we're on a good path. She's seeking some counseling there at the church. I made an appointment earlier today. So the first couple of sentences that you responded with are already what God is doing in our lives, and that is confirmation for me. I know that uh, we're on the right track. That's part of what I was seeking. And and um, the answers that you've given are, are exactly what God has, what I felt like before I called now was was what God had put on my heart. But I was just so unsure. My discernment's been off. I've been backslidden. I'm, I'm, I'm not in, in the greatest place. But... You know, God is working with me, and I'm in the Scriptures, and I'm listening to grace every day, and I'm trying to to um, just let God work. I'm trying not to try, Good. if that makes any sense. And um, yeah, I, It does make I sense, I mean, because the idea of trying always implies that we're not doing, and God has well, given you the power to do. The Bible says that, uh, in Paul would write to the Philippians, he says it, it's God that works in you both to will and to do, and and so God is able to do that work. And he's able to do that work through you. And so you're right. Not not trying is a good thing. Instead of trying, doing. Um, that's a good thing. So let me pray for you. We're coming up on the end of the show, okay? Thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. Father, I pray for my brother, and thank you for um, leading him in these discoveries that he has of you to live for you, um, to make this relationship right, to respect uh, this young woman. Um, but more than anything, to respect you and honor you, to live in the fear of God. And I'm grateful that you continue to use the ministry of Pastor Rawl, even as you used him in my life, and just his, uh, his, how you made him and what his style is and how he teaches. I'm so grateful uh, that, that he is, has been ministering now for the last eight years on our station. I'm just so grateful. And to hear the testimony 
through Kenneth, Lord. And we pray that your perfect will would be accomplished with Kenneth and his friend that's a girl, and that whatever their friendship is, you would lead them in the way that they should go, and that they would be sensitive more than anything to live for you, to abide in you, and to draw all of their strength and resources from you living out their lives. And we look forward to what the testimony is in you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for taking my call today. God bless you, Pastor Ed. And at some point, uh, I will introduce myself to you when I get back down to Aurora. And I, I look forward to seeing you and hearing from you daily. It's awesome. Look forward thank to you it. For the, thank you for this radio ministry. It has literally saved our lives. Absolutely. <laughs> I love to hear that. God bless you, man. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be back with you and uh, just um, just to hear Kenneth, you know, you would not believe what kind of warfare we face, what kind of uh, things that we face with radio and and to hear a brother say that the ministry changed his life. You know, we know God changed his life. We know Jesus Christ used the tools to change his life, but it's really good to be a part of it. And it makes all the drama and all the difficulty worth it. And, um, and so that was a special spiritual gift from the Lord to me. And I received that. And to everyone that works behind the scenes, this is a team effort. This ministry is uh, a team of men and women, both uh, paid but mostly unpaid, um, that love Jesus and are wholesale dedicated serving Jesus Christ. So pray for the pastors and leaders in your church. And come on out to church tonight at Calvary Roar. Thanks for the privilege of serving you today. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.